Hello, and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor Francisco, and I'm your host. The Tiny Moments Podcast is all about appreciating those tiny moments in life because one day you're going to look back and realize they were actually the big moments. Expect a lot of conversations about life, self-love, growth, and sometimes TMI. I hope that if you're listening, you take something away from this episode or you feel inspired or maybe you just feel a little bit happier than you did earlier. Thank you so much for being here with me and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor and I am the founder and CEO of Melrose Marketing Studio, your one-stop shop for everything you need to be successful on social media. And today's episode is a big one. This is long overdue. I have been trying to find the perfect time to record this for months now and it's finally feeling really aligned today in this moment so it's happening today i am going to be spilling all of the tea on why we rebranded to melrose marketing studio why we are no longer taylor francisco inc aka tf inc how it all happened what went down and all of the things Now, if you've been hanging out for a while, then you know there was an old business partner in the picture. There was another business venture actually that I had a launch party for. It was a whole situation. And before I hop into all of that, I have a couple of life updates and just some things to say. So first life update, I am so freaking excited that my knee is finally getting stronger y'all and don't get me wrong I've had my moments where I am feeling super discouraged and honestly depressed about it like literally my birthday just passed and I was almost gonna a not do anything for my birthday but b cancel the chill plans that I had made because I was just really not feeling it I was just feeling so discouraged with the fact that I'm not like running up and down the stairs and running in general and doing all the things that I want to do. I've been feeling a little like gross in my body, not going to lie, just not being able to do like a good cardio workout. That's something that really brings me joy and brings me energy. Like I've been a dancer for most of my life. So, you know, those workouts and those practices were very cardio focused and I just love to move my body in that way and I haven't really been able to do it in the way that I want. So anyway, I was just feeling really down and normally my birthday, my friends and I always say that it's literally the one time a year that we all get together and just like party super hard and fun and talk and play games and like live our best lives. But this year I was literally like, okay, I want to do something chill and one of my good friends, Sam, if you guys hang out on Instagram, you definitely know Lemon Sugar Bar. She invited me to her daughter's birthday a little while back and we actually went bowling at this place where there's like arcade games and a bar and food and like all these different things you can do. So I was like, oh, that sounds really fun. Like I'm going to do that for my birthday and just do something chill and not get wild and drunk and like all the things. And while I did have a great time and while I was so grateful to have like my best friends come out people brought me gifts which was so cute and it just it was so nice to hang it was obviously like very different from my past birthdays so I was just feeling a little bit down about it but um after my birthday when I went to physio I actually made leaps and bounds of improvements and I just hadn't realized because you know when you see yourself every day or you're doing something every day you can't really tell the progress you've made but then when you see someone you haven't seen in a month they're like oh shit you got faster or better or whatever it is that your goals are um they'll notice because they haven't seen you so that was a situation with my physio I realized that I was doing so much better and honestly this past weekend was Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada at the time that I'm recording this and I was actually able to go for a 20 minute walk with my mom at the park I was able to go to Deer Meadow Farm which is like a corn maze slash petting zoo very fall vibes here in Manitoba with Glenn we went and did that and I was actually able to like walk around and stand for the entire time when usually I would need to sit down have a break bring my crutch so 
I'm taking these small wins and I'm just in that energy of really feeling that I'm almost there. Like there is some light at the end of the tunnel. My range of motion with my knee is also getting better. I've been sitting cross-legged every day for at least a minute because I know when I was a dancer, if I would hold a stretch for a minute every single day or longer, then eventually I became super flexible and I could actually really tell a difference. So anyway, that is the vibe that I'm in. I'm feeling so much better in that aspect. And I've just been loving my weekends with the fall weather, the beautiful, crisp, sunny weather. And I don't know, I'm just in a vibe. And I feel like that's why I'm also feeling inclined to record this because now when I'm looking at it, like, okay, obviously some things still piss me off, but um, for the most part, I'm feeling really good about where I am and I'm thankful for the entire journey. So that was thing number one that I wanted to catch you up on. The second thing that I wanted to mention before we hop into the tea of this episode is that anytime I am sharing an experience from my life, obviously this is from my perspective. This is how I learned from it. This is what I took from it. And I'm not doing this to throw shade at anybody. I'm speaking true facts, things that really happen. And every time I talk about something that has happened in my life that involves other people, the reason I'm telling it is because I know this can be a learning opportunity for someone else. I know that I am literally pointing out the red flags that I saw when I had a business partner, things to look out for, and also the red flags that I saw in myself, like the self-doubt, the fear, all of those things that made me an easy target for what happened, which I'll get into. But again, I'm speaking from my experience. This is hopefully going to be some valuable information and red flags to look out for. And that is literally all it is. I know everybody's going to have their own opinion and whatever else, but that's why I choose to share the things that I share. I remember when I uploaded my toxic friendships episode, that one is still my most listened to episode because obviously it was a crazy story, but the amount of messages I got telling me that people didn't feel alone or that they experienced this too or that they were experiencing it and they didn't realize how toxic these behaviors from their friend were. Like that's why I choose to share. And also it's my life. It's my stories. So I'm a share. (laughs) Um, And the third thing I want to mention is that Melrose Marketing Studio is so booked and busy right now. I am so grateful. Our clients are freaking incredible. And we only have one more spot left for social media management for this fall, for the end of the quarter, just one spot left. Um, And again, this is for the management side of things. So we offer a wide variety of social media services, which is why I call us the one-stop shop for everything you need to be successful in social media because we literally offer everything from social media coaching, which I do have a couple spots open for, graphic design, branding, photography, videography, social media strategy, newsletter and blog and website writing, literally, again, everything you need. So if any of those are things that you are wanting and or needing, please hit me up. You can DM me on Instagram at Taylor Francisco or at Melrose Marketing Studio, or you can send us an email at hello at Melrose sorry, (laughs) hello at melrosemarketingstudio.com. Now let's get into the tea, y'all, the real story here. Okay, so as you probably know, if you've been here for a little bit, I started a business just over a year ago and it was called Taylor Francisco Inc, aka TF Inc., And recently, we just rebranded to Melrose Marketing Studio, which is a whole story in itself, just the rebranding aspect and what inspired me to do so and why and how that all came to be. So I think I have maybe touched on this a little bit in another episode. I honestly can't remember. But what I will say about this, the Coles notes, is that I actually posted this anonymous questionnaire 
you guys probably saw this trending all over Instagram. And I have never done one of these because genuinely, I just think it's like a breeding grounds for like haters and trolls and whatever else. But I just felt called to do it. So I did it. And one of the questions was like, what was the logic in naming your business after you, LOL? (laughs) And honestly, I don't know whether this person meant it in like, whatever way, I don't care, but it actually lit a fire under my butt because I had been thinking about renaming my business for a hot minute at that point. And when that person sent in that question, I was like, okay, it's definitely time. And this was right before Glenn and I went to LA for two weeks for our vacation and just manifesting our dream life in LA. And when I was there, I'm like, okay. Or before I left, I was like, okay, well, I'll probably like find the new name when I get there. And my good friend, Emmeline, who is also on the Melrose Marketing Studio team as our photographer and videographer was like, okay, you better find it because she's working on my site. And we're like, we need to get this ball rolling. So long story short, when we were on Melrose, I fell in love with that name. I was super inspired. I was feeling legit, just energetic. And I knew that was going to be our name. And actually the funny thing too, is that I kind of announced our name and did the rebranding with Patrick. He made a new logo for us and everything before I even registered it. I just knew it was right. Obviously we're registered now and everything is official, but those are the Coles notes on why we changed our business name. But the real tea is the full story of my business. I had a business partner. I also had a launch party for another business I was planning on launching here in Winnipeg. And then I just kind of left it. And people really don't know why. (laughs) My close circle obviously knows, like my closest friends and my family, like they know and they saw it all go down. And it was legit so insane and just like kind of awful. But now when I look back, I'm actually... I'm not grateful that someone deliberately tried to screw me over, but I am grateful for what I learned from it and just the amount of confidence I have now with running my business because those were things that I just didn't have before. So I'm going to take you back to the beginning of starting my business. You've probably heard the story a million times, so I'm not going to dive super deep into it, but basically I was a teacher. That was my first career. And I left that teaching job knowing that I just wasn't happy and that I needed to do something else because life is too short to do shit you're not happy doing, period. So when my boyfriend Glenn and I moved in together, I was actually jobless. Like I had left that teaching job. I was on EI, which is employment insurance here in Canada, where if you are unemployed for a certain amount of time, um, the government will like give you 60% of whatever you were making. So I was literally jobless, y'all. I had no idea what I was going to do, but I knew that I enjoyed fitness because like I said, I had been a dancer for most of my life and I really enjoyed working out and moving my body. So I was like, okay, maybe I will get a job at a gym. So I did. And I quickly came to realize that it was not my jam because I knew I didn't love working for someone else. I didn't love working for minimum wage and I didn't love having my shift start at 6am. I'm just not a morning person like that. I don't like to get up when it's pitch black outside and freezing. So I knew quickly that that wasn't going to be my end game, but I enjoyed it enough to stay for a bit. Then lockdown hits and then we come back and my manager and owner of the gym at the time, they knew that I was doing content creation for myself, for YouTube, for Instagram. And they just asked me like, Hey, can you manage our socials. So that happened on a Friday. I said yes, having no clue how to even do that. But over the weekend, I did my research. I invested in this little mini social media manager course with literally the only money I had. I think I literally had $400 in the bank. This course was like 300 USD. So basically all my money. But over the weekend, I put together a portfolio. I pitched, you know, a monthly rate to them. I pitched the services I was going to offer and they said yes. And they paid me, which was freaking cool. Like that happened in the span of a few days. And then I was loving my life for about a month. We planned a photo shoot together. Everything was going so well. And then there were talks about a second lockdown coming and they just simply could not 
invest in the extra costs outside of, you know, paying for the building, paying their staff. I get it. It was a crazy, crazy time with these lockdowns. So when that happened, again, that happened on a Friday over the weekend. I spent my time creating a new portfolio, creating pitch emails, sending them out. And by Monday, I had my first social media management client. And honestly, that happened so fast, but a light bulb just went off where I was like, okay, if I can do this for this company, why can I not do it for other companies? And I trust myself enough to figure it out. I know I will deliver, you know, the money's worth that the client is paying. So I'm going to just do this. And so my first client was actually someone I had connected with in the past. Um, We did a collaboration and they yeah, they just took the leap with me and we had a connection and things were great (laughs) for a bit. And then this person knew my former business partner at the time. And I guess during one of our Zoom meetings, they were with my old business partner in the same room, which I didn't know. And I guess they were listening in on this social media meeting that I was having with my first client. And after that call, my client was like, hey, there's someone in the business world that really wants to meet you, yada, yada, yada. And I was super skeptical, which looking back, this is literally why I got the tattoo that I got. I got trust handwritten on my arm. It's super tiny little dainty tattoo, kind of like on my bicep. I literally got that tattooed on my body because I wanted to remind myself that I always need to trust myself. I always need to trust my intuition, even if it's not logical or doesn't make sense to others. If it makes sense to me, it doesn't need to make sense to anyone else. And that's something I was learning and was becoming more comfortable with, but hadn't fully learn and wasn't fully comfortable with at that time. So when my client introduced me to this person, they came in hot. They came in saying, I want to partner with you. I want to transform your business. I want to teach you everything there is to know about business and wealth. And I want to be your mentor and this and that. And right away I was like, nah, bro, I'm good. (laughs) Like I do not need someone. I am a solopreneur. I am doing this myself. This is my personal brand. Like I am not interested, but this person was really persistent and they continued to basically sell me this dream and kind of capitalize off of my fear and my newness into the industry really and just my inexperience. And when I talked to this person all the time, they would always make comments like, well, I'm just a little more experienced than you so I can see it this way or, you know, we need to do this because... XYZ and you just don't know yet because you're so new and you're so young. So eventually with my apprehension, I kind of formed a relationship with this person and everything they were saying just sounded really amazing, right? Like they were saying, okay, we're going to turn this into an international company that's super successful. And my goal is to make sure you're as hands-off as possible. And I have resources and I have knowledge and I have people for this and I have people for that. And I can help you with this and I can help you with that. Again, I knew like in my gut, it felt weird but it sounded really pretty. And I was really honestly terrified of the whole business thing. Like I grew up, you know, our family didn't have a lot of money. We never lived in a house. Like no one in my family owned a business at that time. So there weren't like entrepreneurial conversations happening. And while I had like, you know, the most supportive um, system in place for me, and I never felt limited in what I could do. There's just a little bit of limited knowledge there. And with my, you know, schooling with university, like I went to school to be a teacher. I did not go to school for business. I had no idea how to do my own taxes. I had no idea how to start a business or any business lingo or like how to pitch to people properly. I was self-taught for everything. And honestly, teaching myself what I knew at that point was incredible. And it was enough for me to start my business. So looking back, like I could have, you know, managed without this person. But again, I am grateful for the lessons that they taught me. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So 
this person kept saying, you know, I'm going to do this and that. They actually brought me, I think, three clients. And at that time, I was like, holy crap, like I, I could literally quit my job at the gym. Like I'm making more than I would working 40 hours a week, but like I get to stay home and, and work from my laptop and work with these amazing online clients and create incredible content that's really compelling and really fun for me to do. So at that time, I was just getting really excited and I started to trust this person. And I remember too, around that time, I was telling my good friend Danilo, who is also now on the Melrose Marketing Studio team. He is our audio producer and sound designer, also one of my besties and also the editor of this podcast. (laughs) But I remember telling him like, dang, like, I really wish I had a mentor, like someone who lives here where we live, someone who I can physically meet up with in person, someone who can teach me things because I feel like I don't have one. Like while I have an amazing support system, I don't have anyone who's doing what I'm doing and who can teach me the things. And in my head, I thought I really needed that. And I knew obviously there were the Michaela J's of the world and the Tiffany Chung's of the world, which both of them have now been on the Tidy Moments podcast, which is insane. Those two are two humans I look up to so much who have their own very, very successful businesses and podcasts and just humans that I freaking love. But At that time, those were like my only forms of mentors, which by the way, there was nothing wrong with that. But in my mind, I just thought I needed someone in person, that in-person connection that we were all craving, especially during the pandemic when we were all very disconnected. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take this leap and I am going to join forces with this person. This person was pitching a 50-50 business partnership with me and I knew, again, it didn't feel right, but everything on paper looked good. So I went ahead with it. And as soon as I did that, maybe not as soon, but it happened pretty quickly where this person came in hot. They're bringing in all these clients. They convinced me to... um utilize their resources. So this person was a serial entrepreneur. They had many different businesses and they had like a staff for their main business. So they offered like, Hey, I already have trained staff. Why don't we get them to split their time between TF Inc and my business and they will run the day-to-day tasks. But there were a lot of issues with that. Um, number one, the team was not located here in Canada, which I love the idea of providing jobs in other places for people who, you know, otherwise wouldn't have the ability to like stay home and work from home and do all the things. But there is a little bit of a language barrier there. And this is not to talk down on them at all. They're literally incredible people. But when you are in the industry where writing really matters, when you're doing newsletters and captions where, you know, everybody's audience is here in Canada, there is a specific way that you need to write. There are specific grammar skills that you need that maybe you aren't going to get when you are hiring a team elsewhere or with a different skill set, right? And so I didn't really understand that going in, but very quickly, I started working literal 12 plus hour days. I was on my phone at all hours of the night because my team and I had like a 12 hour time difference. So my main assistant and I, we would be talking all hours of the night. Everything that they did, I needed to correct. I needed to edit and it was becoming really crazy. And I remember thinking to myself like, okay, you know, this person pitched to me that my life was supposed to get better and easier and I was supposed to be hands off, but that I was going to be a little bit hard in the beginning. And, you know, we can't afford a Canadian employee and this and that, but it felt so wrong. It felt so exhausting. But again, I was doubting myself because I wasn't sure like, okay, well, you know, how the heck do I hire someone on my own? Do I even have enough money to do that? And what goes into training this person? What does an employee contract look like? Like, you know, how can I do this on my own? I was still doubting myself, even though I was seeing these issues and this team that I had, they were making a lot of mistakes that our clients were noticing. And it was just not, it was not the vibe. And I knew that 
this was turning into something that wasn't positive anymore. This person, you know, we used to send each other motivational podcasts and YouTube videos. They would send me book recommendations. They would ask me to go for, you know, work dates to like get work done together and to go for coffee and like encourage me. But each and every day that went on through our partnership, they became more and more distant. They stopped sending me motivational podcasts. They stopped giving me resources. They stopped calling me to see how I was doing. They stopped asking to go and have work dates to get work done together. Like all of it just started to stop. And I realized at one point, like, what am I doing? I'm doing all the work here. And this person is taking literally half of my money. So that was all happening. And I think one of the interesting things now looking back as well was my business name. So, you know, naming it after me, I didn't realize at the time fully why I did that. But now looking back, I'm like, that was a protection mechanism because I knew that nobody could run away with Taylor Francisco Inc. without Taylor Francisco, period. Like, good luck trying to run a business without me because it's literally named after me. And I I think I knew, like, because I was afraid of this 50-50 partnership to begin with, I knew that I wanted more security, which is why I named it after me. But I didn't know how important that was going to be long-term. Or I guess, I mean, honestly, this kind of happened in a short time span. But um, yeah, I didn't know how important it was going to be for me at that time to name it TF Inc. So I'm super grateful that I did that. And you're going to understand why in a bit too. But all of this was happening. I'm noticing business partner is falling off the face of the earth, not helping me. They didn't know how to do day-to-day tasks. I'm working around the clock. I'm on my phone at all hours of the night. I could not ever have a relaxing Netflix night with Glenn or go out with my friends without, you know, my team messaging me, asking me questions, me having to edit things. Like it was a really crazy time. And I just kept thinking to myself, okay, well, this is the struggle period. This is because I don't know what I'm doing. And this is only what I can afford right now, which wasn't true. So as this is all happening, that client who introduced me to this person, they then (laughs) decided to message me and say, hey, like, I want a piece of this partnership because I'm the one who introduced you to this person. So already I knew that was BS. Like, you know, if that is your intention from the beginning, you need to say that. Um, My business partner at the time was like, okay, let's just have a meeting and, you know, entertain this and see what they have to offer. And if anything, the percentage will come out of my 50%. So I said, okay, well, you know, I'm not going less than 50 in my own business. And I'm not really interested in adding someone to the mix when I'm already pretty unhappy with this partnership, but I hadn't said anything yet to this person. So I was like, okay, I'm going to entertain this. Genuinely, I'm curious to see like, what if this person has some amazing insight or something, you know, great to offer. And again, this is like everything that I'm saying. I hope that if you have a business or you're thinking of going into business with someone that you are literally taking notes, could be mental notes, physical, whatever, but like pay attention to these things and also pay attention to how your gut feels because looking back and even then I knew, but I just wasn't confident enough to, to take action. (laughs) Anyway, this client get into a meeting with the client and with my old business partner at the time. And they right away come in saying, I want X percentage of this. I want to do this. And I said, okay, well, like, what do you have to offer the company? And what are you going to do? They're like, well, I don't want to do this. And I don't want to do this. And I'm not going to spend hours doing this. But I want to say in all of the decisions, and I cut this person off right away. I'm like, listen, I am doing everything right now. I'm doing admin. I am handling clients. I'm doing client meetings. I'm creating the content. I'm managing our staff. Like I'm doing everything. So if you want to come in, like you also need to do everything. And at the time I was thinking to myself, my business partner should be doing the same amount of work as I am. Right. So whatever, this meeting obviously did not go well. The client was really angry and really hostile. And this was a turning point for me because this is when I was like, no, like I 
am confident in the way that I run things. So they said to me, why, why do I not get a piece of this business? And I said, well, there was no good vibes on that call. I didn't feel any positive energy. And there was no talk about, you know, I'm passionate about this because, or I have value to add because it was just, I want money. I want a piece of this because, and the person literally said to me, uh, Taylor, you run your business off of vibes. That's not how I run my business. That's not smart. And I said, well, you know what? I'm so happy for you that you found a way to run your business, not based off vibes, but that's how I run mine. And it's going great for me so far. And that was the end of the conversation. And that was when I was like, okay, I feel like I'm stepping into my power here with, you know, I don't, need to make it make sense for other people. It needs to make sense for me and it needs to feel good for me and for my clients. So screw everything else, you know, and that was a major turning point for me in what helped me build the confidence to eventually leave this, you know, crappy situation. In the midst of all of this happening, I had been awaiting a surgery date for literally my life altering surgery. But during this time with COVID, everybody was on a wait list. Nothing was open. Everything was pushed back. And so I would legit call like every other day and say, hey, is there an opening? Is there a cancellation? Because that was pretty much my only hope of getting in anytime soon. And I kind of wanted to do it during COVID, even though obviously it was scary and you could only have one visitor in the hospital at a time and whatever. But I really felt that this was a good time for me because the world was kind of still. People were at home and with me starting this business, I was like, okay, well, eventually I want to be out. I want to be traveling. I want to be networking. And, you know, how crappy would it be for me to be bedridden for 12 plus weeks, you know, during that time? So in the midst of all this crazy stuff happening, I was awaiting a surgery day. I was still working at that gym um, that I, you know, was working at when Glenn and I moved out together. And eventually, finally, finally, this opportunity came up for me to get someone's canceled spot for surgery. And at that time, I literally only had like a month to prepare for this. And I had no idea what I was getting into. Obviously, if you've been hanging out, then you know just how traumatic and intense and crazy my surgery and the recovery was. Again, at that time, I had no idea how bad it would be. So as soon as I found out, I hit up my business partner and I was like, look, this is very serious. I'm going to be out of commission for about two weeks, which by the way, the doctor recommended I take a minimum of eight weeks off. But I knew even at that time that if I took that much time off, I would have no business to come back to because my business partner, quite frankly, was not doing anything. And so I approached them and I said, listen, I need to take two weeks off. We need to start preparing for this like right now. And again, this should have been a sign for me to know it was so wrong because I spent weeks training my business partner on the day-to-day tasks and showing them how to carry out these day-to-day tasks, how to deal with clients. I was giving them the lowdown on each client's social media strategy and plan. And it was honestly just so ridiculous that my business partner, who's 50-50, who's taking 50% of my money, didn't know how to run the day-to-day business tasks, right? And when I confronted this person, I said like, look, this feels wrong. They kept telling me that, their heavy lifting looked different from mine and that they were making connections and they were handling the business stuff. They were doing payroll, for example, which by the way, so ridiculous. Every single payroll period, I had to legit ask this person to run payroll at least three times before they did it. They were always late. Our staff always got paid late. There was one time that I was in Vancouver with Glenn and Oscar. We were visiting our friend, Nicole. We were having the best trip. And I was waiting to get paid. I needed to get paid from my business so that I could use money on the trip. Um, And this person was so late. It ended up being over a week late. So I just e-transferred myself from my business account to my personal, which is like a big no-no in terms of like taxes because it just gets messy. But like these tiny little things that this person was supposed to be doing, they were dropping the ball. And I thought to myself, like, why does this person deserve... 50% of my money, I could just like hire someone to run payroll for me. I could hire a bookkeeper and they'd be 
you know, taking way less out of my earnings than this business partner who's truly not doing anything. But at this point, I was like, okay, well, I'm about to head into this crazy surgery and I don't know how to split from someone properly. I don't know what to do. It's all very overwhelming. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to let this person take over the business for two weeks and hopefully it goes well and hopefully they just step up and everything will be good after my two weeks. Spoiler alert, obviously that did not happen. I spent hours and hours meeting with this person, training this person, getting them all up to date on all of our clients. Um, I had at that time a couple of clients who were, I'm going to say a little bit difficult. And the reason I say that is because right now with my business, all of our clients are such a vibe. We vibe so well together. Um, They trust us to carry out our social media strategy. Of course, they're always welcome to ask questions, but they trust us even when the strategy seems weird or when we film reels, even though they feel like they look dumb, (laughs) they trust us that it's going to come together beautifully after. And it always does. And now we just have such synchronicity with what we do and our team and our clients. And it's so fun and aligned. And that's not to say that we don't sometimes make mistakes or sometimes have issues or like, you know, Instagram doesn't sometimes um, shadow ban people, which actually we haven't had that for, I'm going to say like over a year now, but there are just things that happen, right? And things don't always flow smoothly, but I can truly say that our clients are so happy and we're so happy. So at the time I did have some clients who weren't super aligned, who had businesses where not that I wasn't passionate about it, which I guess that's part of it, but just the the owners of the business were maybe not the most respectful. And like literally the other day, um, one of our clients from the States was emailing Patrick, our graphic designer. And I literally reached out to our client and I was like, I just have to say that I love the way that you speak to the Melrose team. Like you are such a ray of sunshine. You have such respect. And like, we just, we really appreciate that because- I've had clients in the past who weren't so nice to my staff and weren't even so nice to me. So like looking back, you know, these are clients that I would have probably not worked with, but at the time I couldn't afford to not work with them. So I thought, you know, having this business allows me the freedom to work with incredible people, but I felt trapped within my own business. I couldn't even say no to business because I like, to be frank, I needed the money because someone was taking half of my money. So anyway, whatever. We do all this training before my surgery. And I say, okay, I am literally not going to be on my phone. I'm going to turn off my phone. I'm not looking at emails. And I also remember before I went to Vancouver, before that whole fiasco of them not paying me, um, I said to this person, my business partner, like, I'm going to unplug for a week. I need to unplug from socials. And they're like, well, if I were you, I would just check my emails like, you know, every evening because there's no such time as actually unplugging when you're a business owner. And again, that was a red flag where someone didn't align with my vision because now like I went to LA and I did not do any work. I had the most incredible team carry out all the necessary tasks. All of our clients were so happy with the service. I came back so inspired, so ready to create, so ready to literally rebrand and take our business to the next level because I took time off. And I do not believe in hustle culture. I do not believe that I need to be checking my email every single evening when I take vacation. I do believe in working hard. I do believe in, you know, taking a working vacation where I get the best of both worlds. And I do believe in being hands-on in my business, especially in this stage where, you know, I'm, I'm building this business from the ground up, but I don't believe in never taking a day off. And that was really a detrimental way of thinking for my mental health at that time, because I truly was never taking time off and I couldn't enjoy my trip uh, in Vancouver without worrying a little bit about my business, which to be honest, I'm going to say it didn't really take away from my trip, but there were definitely moments I could have been more present. So again, going into the surgery, um, I trained this person a million times. We did all the things. I said, I'm not going to be in my emails. I'm not going to be on my phone. Like this is a really intense surgery. And also like, like I'm not going to function properly. I'm going to be high AF on pain meds afterwards, you know? So I, I go into surgery. It's super intense. I come out. 
the next day, I'm not discharged from the hospital yet. I am literally in a hospital bed. My business partner is texting me with business questions saying, this client is upset. What do I do? Like, what? Are you kidding me? That's when I knew. Okay. And I knew, I keep saying that's when I knew, or this was a turning point. Cause there were just so many that now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, Taylor, like girl. But again, I understand why it had to happen this way, but literally texting me while I'm in a hospital bed, still asking me questions. And that was the start of the worst couple months of my life, not only with my surgery and the intense amount of pain. And oh my goodness, I can't even tell you how painful it was. Like during that time, my mom literally came to stay with us because I could not get up. I could not bathe. I could not get dressed. I could not prepare a meal for myself at all. I could not do anything. So had my mom not been here, like I truly don't know how we would have functioned. I mean, obviously Glenn would have just had to work from home or take time off work, but that's obviously not ideal. You know, he did take as much time off as he could, but I told him like, you know, at some point, you know, it's okay. My mom's here. So you go back to work, but it was the craziest time of my life. Clients were so upset in that two week span that I had to I'm going to say take time off, but I didn't take time off because I was stressed. We lost five clients, five. And keep in mind, the business name is Taylor Francisco Inc. So this business represents me. It is an extension of me. It is my reputation. And my clients know like there is nothing more important to me than the client experience and my team experience. Like I want all of us to be having a great time. I want it to feel aligned. I want everybody to feel respected. And that was just not the case with my business partner handling things. And my clients knew, like the sad part was that my clients knew it wasn't me, but they still had to go because obviously if you're investing in something and you're not getting, you know, what you are supposed to be getting, then of course you're going to cut ties because I would too. And I don't blame them. And there's no hard feelings with that, but it was crazy. It was scary. I was bedridden and I'm losing all this money, all these clients, all these people who I cared about in such a short period of time. And the craziest part to me was that I was legit dying (laughs) in so much pain. And I would text my business partner and say, please answer this email. Please answer this email. Please answer this email. One email that I had to ask over 20 times. I'm not kidding when I say that. I'm not even exaggerating. I counted over 20 times I had to ask this person, can you please respond to this client? I didn't want to cave and do it. Number one, because I felt like I couldn't even form a cohesive email response because I was so high on pain medication. And two, because this 50-50 business partner should be able to handle this. They should be able to speak with our clients. Our clients should know unless you're a silent partner, which this person wasn't, right? And so nothing happened or everything happened. Everyone left. Everyone was unhappy. There were mistakes going out left and right with captions and engagement that my business partner was supposed to be overseeing. They were supposed to make sure that, you know, the spelling was correct on everything. And the funny thing about that too, is like, I plan everything really in advance for our clients. But at that time, like there were a lot of things that were happening kind of on the fly. You know how it is last minute, you want to do a promotion or something cool happens in the shop and you want to post about it that our team was supposed to handle. And all of those little spontaneous things were all going out so, so wrong. And that was like a nightmare. And that's when I knew for freaking sure, like I need to get rid of this person. So I confronted this person and I said, you have dropped the ball so hard. I had to ask you over 20 times to send this email. I had to ask you to run payroll. You didn't even run payroll, by the way. I have not gotten paid. Our team has not gotten paid. Like, what are you doing? You know, it was just, it was so crazy. And I knew I'm like, okay, I need to split from this person. But of course, 
this whole entire time they're telling me, well, I'm handling our taxes. I'm saving all of our receipts. I am, um, you know, running payroll. I'm doing all these things that you don't know how to do. I set up our invoicing system. You know, I built the website. These are things that I did, but realistically I could have figured it out. And I'm again, grateful that this happened because it really taught me how capable I am, but they kept telling me, you don't know how to do this. You don't know how to do this. Right. So I knew, okay, I, I need to leave this person, but like, I am so over capacity with my leg right now, you know, my broken knee, my broken back, like I was in so much pain. It was such a hard time that I felt I couldn't, I didn't have the energy to figure out, okay, how do I hire a lawyer and how do I split from this person? And what do I do? Like, it was all just so overwhelming. And I remember that (laughs) this wasn't happening in December. And I was talking to my closest friends about it. And I, I don't remember. Oh, actually I do. Okay. So I was supposed to record my podcast with Michaela J, which was a dream and a half, by the way, like Michaela J is someone that I, I listen to her podcast all the time. And I remember thinking to myself in December, like, okay, I want to set some goals, um, you know, for myself, I want to, I want to dream big. I want to do big things. Like I'm literally stuck on my couch. So I might as well work hard on my business and my personal brand and my podcast and do all the things. And so, um, at the time, and I've told this story before, so I won't get super into it, but long story short, Spotify always, um, post those wrap ups, (laughs) those like top podcasts and top, you know, listen to artists on Spotify. So I posted mine and I tagged Tiffany Chung and Michaela J and the other people who I included on that list for my top five podcasts. And long story short, Michaela J responded. I decided to shoot my shot and ask if she would be on my podcast because my friend Melissa encouraged me to do that. And she ended up saying yes. And so we had a date planned and I had made sure I booked the entire day off. No client meetings, no meetings with my old business partner. There was nothing planned for that day. I just wanted to be present. And Michaela ended up asking to move it. Um, I think she was like traveling somewhere and her flight was delayed or whatever the case was, she asked to move it to the following day. So I said, okay, that's perfect. That works for me. And then I had this complete day that was totally open and I was like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, I'm just going to leave this. And Michaela J ended up going on Instagram live and I never listened to Instagram lives, but for some reason at that point in time, I felt really called to listen. And the live was called tear it all down, which was super ironic because I was sitting on the couch and I was literally tearing off my bandage from surgery. And it was so gross. You guys like Ugh, it was so gross, but I'm I'm honestly really squeamish. Like I can't even handle looking at blood from a paper cut. But I was tearing off these bandages and there was like some sticky like gauze kind of stuff. Um, it wasn't even stuck in the wound, which I, sorry, this is really gross. It wasn't even stuck in the wound. It was just like stuck to my skin, but I couldn't tell the difference and it was freaking me out and whatever. But how ironic, Michaela J is on Instagram live talking about tear it all down as I'm tearing off this bandage, right? And she was just talking about, you know, if there's anything or anyone that doesn't make you happy, like tear that shit out of your life, tear it all down. Like, you know, life is too short to be doing things that aren't aligned for you. Like, you know, what's best for you. And I remember sitting there being like, holy shit, I'm being called out. Like I need to split for my business partner. I need to do this. And I literally messaged like, um, on her Instagram live saying like, I feel called out. And she read it out loud. She addressed me by name. And I was like, okay, if this is not a sign, like I do not know what is. And the fact that my day was going to be free the day we were supposed to, you know, record our podcast. I'm like, okay, this never happens in my business. I never have a day where I'm not having a client meeting. Like I need to confront my business partner and, tell them I'm going to split. But of course, after the live, um, the excitement and the adrenaline kind of fizzled out. And I was like, okay, well maybe, you know, maybe I'll do this in the spring. Once I'm healed, once I'm walking, like this is just all too much and whatever. So that morning rolls around that I was supposed to record the podcast with Michaela. And I was like, okay, I feel really called to do this. So I called out my business partner. And then I had the whole morning 
the whole day really to go back and forth. And I was talking with Melissa. I was talking with my friend, Sam. I was talking with Glenn. I was telling them, okay, I need to split, but should I wait? And finally I came to the conclusion that like, no, I'm doing this now, you know? And so I decided to have that conversation. I said, listen, you know, this is not working. And I, I just went for it guys. Like I, (laughs) I just went for it. I went balls to the wall. I said, this is not working. I'm not doing this. Here are the reasons why. And this person was so defensive and acting so disgusting and saying, well, this is not how it works. You can't just decide to not be business partners. There are, you know, payoffs that need to happen and this and that. When really this person was actually lying to me because if there's no me, there's no business. And (laughs) when I ended up hiring a lawyer and going over everything, he said they were just all empty threats because if the business didn't exist without my labor, like this person had no um, argument here. There was no payout that needed to happen. But Had I not had this full day off, not off from work, but this full day to really think it over in my head, to confront this person, to talk with my friends and to really sit in my trust with myself, I don't think I would have split with this person when I did. I think I would have stretched it out. I think it would have gone longer. And finally, you know, at first I was... I was very stern, but this person, um, they're very manipulative in that they use emotions a lot and they try to pull at the friend heartstrings. You know, they had sent me um, several voice memos, like just apologizing. And honestly, if I wanted to be like that, I could play them because I still have them, but I am not going to do that. But they were just saying like, you know, I care about you and I care about this business and I love you, which by the way, is another red flag. Like I, I don't know, we were we were business partners. We were never supposed to be friends. They sold that idea to me, but it never was real. And they were basically begging me. And so when I was talking to my two business owner friends during that day, I was like, okay, well, like, what do I do? Because obviously my approach here is not working where I'm being stern. And they said, you know what? Play their game. Um, you know, not that it's a game, but like kill them with kindness. You know, they want to go down that road, then then you do the same. And that was actually a really valuable lesson for me and something that I have always said is important to kill people with kindness and to approach people with kindness because you never know what they're going through. But at that moment, even though I was so mad and I was just like, livid because I'm sitting here with a broken leg and a broken back and dealing with this. And, and this person took advantage of me for so long and took so much of my money and my energy and literally like was almost ruining my reputation at that time with the business being called TF Inc. I was so angry, but I, I realized that I had to be kind and I had to approach this in the most gentle way possible because it was a slippery slope, right? Like if this person wanted to, they're literally a millionaire, which is another red flag. Like if a person who is a serial entrepreneur who is making tons of money comes and tries to take 50% of your company, then they need to bring a lot of value, right? They need to put in work, um, which they didn't. And I was like, okay, you know, this person could literally hire a lawyer and just like destroy the business. Probably. I mean, at that time, that's what I was thinking. So, you know, I should approach this with as much kindness as I can. So I listened to my two friends who were like, okay, you know, approach this with as much kindness as you can. And so I did that. I had a conversation and I said, look, like, you know, this business means so much to me. This is my livelihood. Like for you, this is not your livelihood. You've got a million other businesses. Like this is my name. This is a client experience that I want to provide for our clients. Like I'm here because I want to change lives, you know, like this is what I care about. And of course I want to create time freedom and what like wealth for myself, but that's not all it's about. Like I'm here to serve others. I'm here to like, like I said, change lives for our clients. Um, long story short, we finally decided like that evening they were like, okay, And this was an all day thing, again, like divine timing with that podcast being canceled because this went from like 8 a.m. to like 10 p.m. Finally, that evening we got on the phone and they said, you know what, I like let's split and there's no hard feelings and like, you know, I don't want lawyers involved, this and that. And that was that, like that was 
the beginning of 2022. And had I waited until the spring, like, oh, I don't even know. I don't even know what would have happened. And, you know, that day, this person was trying to say, well, let's do a three month trial. Like I won't take any of the the business's money, but I'm just going to, you know, put in work. And I, I realized that like, again, this sounded really pretty, but I probably would have wasted three months waiting for this person to show up. And it was kind of like a relationship in a way where, you know, I'm not going to listen to your words. Like I want to see your actions, but when it feels right, you just know, and it felt right to split. And so that was the end of that story. Kind of. I mean, I ended up having to hire a lawyer because I wanted to make sure, okay, yeah, we're agreeing to split, but can this person come for me down the road when it's a multi-million dollar company? Because that's what I'm manifesting. Can they come for me when you know, I'm feeling really successful and really good. And like, I I just didn't want any of that. So I had to spend, oh my gosh, you guys, so much money on the lawyer, on hiring an accountant and a bookkeeper. Come to find out they were never saving any of our business receipts. They never had any of our taxes in order. They weren't paying our taxes. They weren't recording anything properly. And because we ended up splitting, I ended up having to pay the company's taxes fully by myself without splitting because at that time when I filed, I was 100% owner. It was just a huge mess. And one of the things that was the worst out of that situation was purely my anxiety over the whole thing. Cause I was like, Oh my God. Like when I got on the phone with the accountant, there was this huge list of things I needed to do. I had to go through all my receipts. I had to file everything. I had to go through everything with the lawyer. I had to get my old business partner to sign these documents. And it was honestly terrifying and really overwhelming. And I thought at the time, like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I can't figure this out. This is way too much. And I don't know anything about business. Like what am I doing? But now like I have done it, you know, I did all the things I did the hard things. We can do hard things. And all of that seems so impossible. And all of that was happening while I could not walk. I was literally confined to my apartment. I was going a little crazy. I was in the worst pain of my life, but somehow I figured it out. It's all figure outable. That is one of my favorite books of all time by Marie Forleo. And one of my favorite quotes ever is that it's all figure outable. Like everything that I just told you seemed so impossible to me. I thought I would never know anything about business, that it just wasn't my strong suit, that I couldn't do everything on my own. And what I realized shortly after, I was like, okay, this old team that I was working with, you know, I'm giving them back to this business partner. I don't want anything affiliated. And I thought to myself, okay, I can't afford to hire someone in Canada. Like I have to pay Canadian wages because obviously when you hire people overseas, you are still paying ethically, but you are paying less than you know, the wage that you would hear, which is a really good price for them. Um, You know, our dollar goes really far in those places. Um, And I knew it was ethical and I made sure, but I was like, okay, how do I hire someone in Canada, you know, paying them our wages and what they deserve in this industry? Because our industry wages are not minimum wage, that's for sure. And I was so terrified, but all of it aligned. I now have legit the most amazing team that I'm paying Canadian good wages. They make commission. We're all so happy with what we're doing. We're all successful. We all love working with our clients and like things have just really looked up. And honestly, this is still very fresh. Like I just finished paying the lawyer and the taxes and and everything to do with the split like this I think it was August, which is only like, it's October. So this was only like two months ago um, that I was still dealing with this. And so, you know, the main reason I wanted to share this is to share my story and to show people like, you know, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, like it looked online. And while I do have an amazing business and team now, it took a lot to get here. And I also just wanted to share so that you know what red flags to look out for. And you are just very aware of where your money is going and why it's going there. And and what is the value of having a business partner, right? Like your business partner should be adding as much value as you are, if it's 50-50, right? And and what is the value of giving someone a percentage of your company? Can you save money by hiring a bookkeeper to run payroll? Like, 
does this person actually need a percentage in your company or can you outsource it? And if they do have a percentage, is it because they're bringing connections that you wouldn't otherwise have that you can't just delegate yourself, that you can't hire yourself, right? Like these are all really important things to think about when it comes to business that I learned throughout this process. And to be honest, like I said in the very beginning, of course, when I think about this, it does kind of piss me off that someone really tried to take advantage and did take advantage of me for so long. But I'm also just really thankful. And one of the main things that I said to this person when we agreed to split, and one of the things they said to me when they first joined with me was like, you need to bet on yourself you know, bet on yourself and trust yourself. So when I split from this person, I said, you taught me to bet on myself. And that's what I'm doing now. So that is the tea (laughs) on the whole split. And the reason that I changed the name once I was hundred percent owner of my own company is because I realized like Taylor Francisco will always be here. Like that's me. That's who I am. That's my personal branding, but my agency, I now have a team of incredible people who all offer their own services, who are all just so amazing, but people didn't want to book with them when it was called Taylor Francisco Inc. because they were expecting to work with me directly. And, you know, my goal one day is to be a little bit more hands-off, which I'm honestly so grateful for the time freedom that I have now where I am very hands-on, but if I need to take some days off, if I want to take a vacation, like I know I can pass things on to my team and our clients are still going to get the best experience, the best quality, because I know the quality at which my team executes is the same quality at which I would execute, you know? Um, And I oversee everything. So I always see things before they go out, before the client sees it. So anyway, (laughs) Now with this new rebrand, I'm like, okay, I can step away from the company and I can let my team members shine. Like Sam, she has writing services. Patrick has graphic design services. Emmeline has photography and videography to offer. Danilo has podcast editing to offer. Like Jasmine can do influencer marketing and management. And, you know, I don't have to be the face for all of those things. My team can land their own clients and people can get to know the amazing team and they don't have to be so attached to me. So that's one of the main reasons I changed Melrose. And then of course, y'all already know, I love LA. I'm meant to be there. I will have a property there one day. I will be there in the winters, every winter, one day. And Melrose is just the perfect name and transition and rebrand for our team. Um, (laughs) that was a lot. And thank you if you've made it this far. And I feel really good to have gotten that off my chest to tell my story, to give you some insight and advice or not advice, but just show you the warning signs to look out for, to protect yourself. And also the overarching like message and why I got my tattoo trust on my arm is to trust yourself. You know, you can figure it out. You can do hard things. Everything is figure outable. If someone's telling you, you can't do something, use that as fuel and use it as more inspiration to do the thing they are telling you, you can't do. And when I say this, I don't mean like for me, with my team, there are services I genuinely don't want to learn how to do like graphic design. Genuinely, I'm not good at it. And I don't want to learn to be good at I could, but I don't want to. And so there's a time and a place to delegate, but don't ever let someone tell you you can't do it. You are the one who tells yourself when you don't want to do something. And knowing the difference between not wanting to and not being able to is also very important. And now that we're getting to this end of the or to the end of the episode, I realized that I didn't even touch on the other business that I had a launch party for. I feel like that's a whole other episode, but the long story short with that is just, I didn't want to open another business with this person. And again, I knew that I was doing all the work in launching that business and doing the launch party and doing the socials for that business. So I just knew like I'm cutting full ties. Like I don't want anything to do with you. And I know how you work, you know, I, or the lack thereof. (laughs) And I just didn't want any part in that. And I just knew it felt aligned for me to leave that. And so that's why I did. But thank you so much for 
tuning into this episode, please let me know on social media how you felt about it, what you learned, share it with a friend, share it on your story and tag me, send me a DM, whatever. I really want to open this conversation and I'm happy to offer um, any insight just from my own personal experience. Obviously, I'm not a professional, but if you are feeling like you want someone to talk to about something that you're going through with business or something doesn't feel right, like please feel free to reach out. Again, tag me on your story because I love to see it. Share it with a friend who you feel might benefit from this episode. And you guys know where to find me. You can find me at Taylor Francisco on Instagram for all of my personal stuff. You can find me at Tiny Moments Podcast for all of the inspirational, motivational podcast stuff. And then you can find us at Melrose Marketing Studio for everything you need to be successful on social media. And again, we are booking only one more client for social media management for this quarter of 2022 Q4. I do have a couple of coaching sessions left for this quarter as well. And then come the new year, we will be accepting new clients. (laughs) 